0: it's isa and i'm also tiffany and this is the last tiffany this is tit talks a podcast for modern women living in a mama world another episode of how she built this a spin-off series brought to you by the tit talks podcast how she built this is meant to discuss and highlight the journey of building a business as a woman the ups and the downs for our listeners tuning in for the first time the format of this show is a little bit different it's shorter and one-on-one so sorry to tell you you only get one tit today and this is Tilo your host So our mission at TIT Talks has always been to connect with other women through the lens of our own experiences. So we thought that this series would be a perfect fit. We at TIT Talks have jumped on this journey of building our own business and have found that community is a pivotal pillar to success. We can all collectively be inspired, learn, and grow from these conversations that we're bringing to you. So with that said, I am so excited to introduce our guests today. We have Lacey and Lulu who own and operate Bow, which is a company built on Chinese bilingual board books for kids. Lacey and Lulu are moms just like us, and Lacey just welcomed a new baby boy in early January. And if you're watching on video, there is a cameo of him right there. (laughs) <laughs> Sporting Biddy Bow merchandise as well. So, congrats, congrats, not thank only you. for the baby, but for building this wonderful business to both of you. I'm going to hand it over to Lacey and Lulu to give their introductions. But I just first wanted to personally say thank you guys for both coming on to share your story. For us personally at Tit Talks, it's very important to us to continue to uplift women and people of color. So, we are honored, absolutely honored to share your story. So with that said, please, you know, whoever wants to go first, go ahead and tell us about you, your beginnings and your journey of how you got here, where you are today.
1: Thanks. I think it's only fitting for Lulu to start because this whole endeavor started with her. (laughs) Okay. So my
2: kids are a little bit older now. There's one is school age. So they're six and four. And so last year, when my older one started kindergarten, I was starting to feel like I had a little more time on my hands. And then the younger one was starting to go to preschool just half day, twice a week. So on those days, I was like well, I could go work out, but I kind (laughs) of want to do something else. (laughs) Like working out was not what I wanted to do all the time. So, and then just wanted to partake more in society or show my kids also that I'm not just a mom. I actually hear that a lot. Everything is, well, mom can do it and mom can do that. And mom can do this and dad's not home. So mom will do this. And it kind of got to a point where I felt it was kind of unbalanced in terms of the role that we take as mom, like we are responsible for everything. So I wanted to show especially my daughter that mom is not there to do every single thing like there's dad too. And mom can do other things besides being a mom. And mom was a teacher before this. And I did go to college and I went to grad school, I did do all the other stuff that that they think the male role models do. So then we went through a series of potential job listing for me, like part time substitutes. Anyway, we went through a lot. And at the end of the day, I was like, well, my kids are still my priority. And what do I really love doing with my kids? And it was really just reading books. And we read a lot, we buy a lot of books. And when we do make field trips out, we actually create a story with the pictures that we take at our field trip. So we make little books at home with them in the story. And so I just figured, okay, maybe I want to start a bilingual series because my husband doesn't really speak very much Mandarin, and he doesn't read any characters. So any of those books, we actually read it to him in English. And so the idea kind of brought about. And before I really pitched it to my husband, I pitched it to Lacey first at 1130pm. Like, hey, what are you doing? Watching TV. And it's like, do you want to be my illustrator? And then that's kind of how it started. Um, So, and she said, sure.
0: I love that. And I really love the piece about how mom is more than that. And I think that for us, that's sort of what we, from our perspective are doing as well. You model for your children, what is possible for them. Right. And I think that that's, that's exactly what you guys are doing. And, and I applaud you for it. Thank you. Yeah. And what about you, Lacey? Yeah, tell so, us a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, of course. So Lulu and I met probably on the side of 10 years ago now. We're both elementary school teachers in Los Angeles. Um, we were there for a few years together. And then went our separate ways. Lulu got married, had some kids. Years later, I got married, had um, a toddler at the time. And that's when, as Lulu said, she reached out. So we're both in the elementary trajectory. It was never on my forefront that we were going to make books in my life. Um, But when (laughs) Lulu pitched it, it sounded fun. And she sold it as, yeah, it's going to be easy. It's not going to take up any time. She totally (laughs) lied. Um, As any small business owner would know, um, it takes up as much time as a small human. (laughs) So it's another we got, baby. <laughs> yeah, Viddy Bell <laughs> would be one of our babies. And so Lulu and I are super fortunate that we we're so well-received. We did three books right off the bat. And then we had the crazy idea to do three more before Nicholas, the baby in my arms, was born. <laughs> so we rushed out another set and here we are. <laughs> you guys, it's so relatable though.
0: And it's just <laughs> like, you guys are moms getting it done like that. And that is all we do all day, every day you know and I think that that's just so inspiring so you had mentioned Lacey that you never thought in a million years that you'd be making books but like was there any roots of entrepreneurship where, when you guys grew up
1: in your, um, in your family me. I mean family wise uh, my grandparents had owned a restaurant in East LA for years and years and years and so I saw that you know in my upbringing but you know in my direct line of sight. I never thought I was going to be part of a small business. I mean, I've liked crafting and things like that. So I think that's what I lend to the business is the creative aspect as well as the social media piece, because I'm always on my phone. Um, (laughs) So that benefits us, I guess, in that regard. Lulu does all the actual business serious stuff. (laughs) And she can talk to you more about, you know, her family line as well. And (laughs) And all of that. Yeah. Did
0: you have any entrepreneurial spirit in your in your family background that um, you drew off of? So
2: yes. My grandpa started his own business in Taiwan. My dad also had his own business oh, in wow. Taiwan. I started as a hospitality industry mm-hmm. before going to teaching. So it's actually my second career.
1: Oh wow. Uh,
2: yeah. So You've been around. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> business is, she keeps busy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then my husband has his own brokerage which i help him run the business side like the finance yeah. side and you know keeping book but he also has his full time day job as well so i think it's just kind of like everyone
0: kind of just multitasks and does you know a lot yeah.
2: of things We've- and it's never never a closed option
0: Yeah, we've done a few of these interviews, some of them have had um, co founder relationships. And it's interesting, because they are always like quite the opposite, like what one person brings to the table for strengths is Definitely. I don't want to say lacking. Oh, like the other person brings up something else to make the whole business a whole and makes it yeah. work like that, which is yeah. obviously what you guys have as well. I do. I do love personally, like the whole crafting concept of the books and, and cause it's so different from what is actually available to the market. So I guess that was like another question. Like when you guys were brainstorming, bringing this business to life, is that something that you really like looked at from like a market research perspective? Were you like, what can we differentiate? What can we bring that other books don't have?
1: I think it more comes from like knowing your strengths so Lulu and I are definitely not traditional like drawers slash painters slash um able to do anything with a pencil or anything via technology when it comes yeah. to the art world. Uh, so like my strength has always been like paper cutting, and I don't know why that's considered my medium, but <laughs> paper cutting is my thing. Um, and I used to make cards, and so that's how Lulu remembers my art is that like I would make you know like a Valentine's Day card or a Just Because card or a birthday card, and you know gifted to my friends or whatnot and so that's what re- Lulu remembered when she asked me about you know doing bitty bow and I would said to her I was like I don't draw like that's not a thing and she's like whatever do art however you want I was like all right so I mean <laughs> literally all of the art in our books is paper cutting that I then scan on my printer and then and then upload into my computer. And I watch lots and lots of YouTube videos on how to use like the different Adobe files <laughs> and programs. And yeah, so we're literally just making it work off of our limited knowledge. Oh, well, of you how can to make it work. And YouTube, lots <laughs> yeah, of YouTube, YouTube, you can
0: almost learn anything from there. But I think that that is also just a wonderful nugget because it's <laughs> like, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do it if you put your mind to it. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very inspiring personally. Even <laughs> even if you think it's a little bit funny, I think it's personally inspiring.
1: <laughs> I mean, it takes way more time the way that we do things like most things. I'm sure that there's a yes. faster streamlined way that professionals use, but I mean, we get the job done eventually. <laughs> yeah. It just takes 40 steps instead of three.
0: I feel like, um, I personally feel like I'm an old person trying to figure out how to use um, social media, which uh, (laughs) also like, you know, entails going into these YouTube videos as well. So I feel you on that part. (laughs) So, So tell me a little bit about, so you did, Lulu, mention a little bit about why. And I guess for me personally, I would love to hear more about like your guys' experience growing up. I feel like we're probably around the same age. So you probably had the same experience as me growing up where the standard of beauty was a blonde hair, blue eyed, a girl. Like there was a, a severe lack of representation for us to see in the media, like people just like us. And was that part of what played into why you guys wanted to build this as a legacy for your children? Lulu? Yes,
2: the the media portrays that, but I grew up in Taiwan.
0: I was going to say that. <laughs> I know. And I was I was totally going to say that because I was like you had such a different upbringing because everybody looked like you <laughs> around <Yes>. you. <laughs> and that that is so interesting. So when did you come to America? I came for college. Oh, not till college. Oh, so your whole life, your whole (laughs) life, you didn't feel this thing that Asian American people feel. So Lacey, you can relate to this, right? You can relate (laughs) to this then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So my understanding of, you know, my upbringing is I was born here. I'm second generation American born. And my, so my grandparents immigrated over here and when they did, their priority was to set up shop in LA and just blend in to assimilate. And so a lot of things for me were lost. So language was not passed down in my family, our, you know, our traditions. And I mean, we would celebrate Chinese New Year, but it was like super watered down. It's nothing like I'm sure Lulu is, you know, um, expectant of the the holiday traditions. And so it was really interesting because I never really realized that I was Chinese like growing up because it wasn't Talked about, right? Like it was like, you know, you just blend in, you don't make waves, like don't bring attention to yourself. You know, you're going to eat the American things at school, you're going to do this and that. Um, So it wasn't even on my radar really, until I went to college and I was in grad school and we took a class on, what was it, conflict resolution. And they were talking about how different cultures deal with conflict in different ways. And we like graphed ourselves on this like giant class chart and all the Asians ended up in this one corner of how they deal with conflict. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's more to this. And I need to think about this. Um, so, I mean, as then I was already an adult. So yeah. well, and, you know, when Lulu came about and we started doing the books, how it ties in is like, you know, we're doing a Chinese New Year book. And I was like, I don't know the traditions. And she's like, you know, you hang this on your door. And I was like, what is that? I'm like Googling <laughs> pictures. And she's telling me like the names of these fruits and vegetables i had never heard of. And I was like, I don't know what that looks like. How do I cut a picture of that? So I mean it's definitely been a learning experience for me that's been enriching to my life. That's exciting for me to be able to pass down to my kids. Well, um, I yeah.
0: yeah, and I love that.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> similar similar to you. I had an, an
0: awakening in college where I was like, Oh, I can be proud to be Asian, right? I mean, I guess yeah. that's not similar. On that chart, everybody yeah, over here was yeah. like, but, but for me personally, like my mom, it was the same thing. Like I lost the language because she was like, you're an American. You need to speak English, you know? And, and I deeply regret that because now I have my daughter in immersion school, like Mm -hmm. learning, learning the language. And I don't technically speak it either. My, my husband's family is from Taiwan as well, but, but for me, it is important for her to feel proud of who she is because I don't think I necessarily felt that way growing up. And I think it's such a unique experience that you had Lulu, because I think I would be a different person if I grew up the way that you did just seeing people like me all around. I never felt comfortable in my own skin, not until I got to college, you know? So it is so impactful. I think the, the work that you guys are doing, because you all you have basically recognized a gap in the market and you're helping parents fill that void. Because as I said, I, I started on this journey with my daughter, maybe a couple of years ago. And like, there was such a lack of product out there in terms of very limited resources that you could purchase for, you know, like these bilingual books. So you guys have definitely helped fill that gap which thank you so much <laughs> as, as a person that purchases your product I mean I know you guys started it sort of as a hobby but look at you now I mean <laughs> you guys had some record um sales didn't you like in the first seven days and how many books you've sold so far so I mean I hope you guys are proud of what you've brought to the market <laughs> it's pretty exciting yeah I think it is it's exciting and like tell know. Yeah. And then, you know, have there been any, you know, specific ups and downs from your perspective, like in just this journey of building the business? Yes. <laughs> hmm.
2: yes. And we're always constantly wondering, you know, what's our next step? And if is there a next step, right? At least for the business side of me and being a mom. And, and then now with the pandemic, right? our life kind of changed dramatically from when we started this back last year to no not even last year 2019, December, right, we didn't think there was going to be a pandemic. And I didn't think my life would be 360 change from having my kids leave the home to now their home 24 seven, So now I'm back to being a teacher at home too. My kids are not in school anymore, but um, we have officially pulled them out to be homeschoolers. So that's another, that that's been taking up a lot of my time as well that I didn't really, I, that I actually set aside for Bitty Bow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You did not anticipate
0: this (laughs) happening. Yeah. And it's just, it has, it has like, I mean, I have kids at home too, and it has raised another level of just madness to your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what about you Lacey anything to share was there anything outside of like obviously being a mom and trying to run a business is is that in itself but have there been any like highlights or or you know any learnings that you'd love to share
1: yeah I mean I, in addition to you know the life balance <laughs> that Lulu alluded to and figuring out you know the family business balance and you know how to keep the kids alive and fed and entertained and making sure orders are going out and that we're meeting our deadlines and that her and I are communicating regularly. I think some of the other challenges for us have been that, you know, this wasn't our space. Like we're both educators by trade. So the the learning hill or the learning uptick has been extremely steep for both of us. We've been very, very fortunate to have made really good connections through social media of people we've never met um, who just like so graciously like take us under their wing and, you know, show us the ropes of, how to navigate through social media and how to, you know, draw a larger audience and have been super supportive, like other just mom-run small businesses all over the country. I think there's this special little kinship that happens. And so it's been really amazing. I think that and it has been unexpected, at least for me, um, while dealing with social media, how real people are and how much those relationships really carry you. Um, we've been super fortunate that we've been able to bring in elements of, you know, our education background and teaching background. And, you know, we've invited kids to do, you know, art projects and things like that and submit it to Biddy Bow and we send them out little, you know, trinkets and things. But the relationships that we're making with those families, like we got Christmas cards this year from, you know, people we've never met that, you know, follow us on social media and that have, like bought our products and have sent us pictures of their kids. And, you know, when they found out that, you know, we're having a baby, you know, I've had people reach out like, "What's your address? I want to send you like a gift. Do you have a registry. I was like, what is happening <laughs> like, that is so really really amazing though. The community that we've stumbled upon and have been fortunate enough to have been able to be welcomed by that is so amazing yeah. <laughs> like, that's <really> so beautiful <laughs> I mean I would love to say that that's a normal experience because I hope that it is for all you know the small business owners out there but I do feel like it is a really special community that we've stumbled upon somehow and we're so fortunate.
0: I'm so glad you guys found that. I think, you know, for us personally as well, I think being open to the networking and, and that general community out there has also helped us grow. So it, I, I don't think it is a single instance, you know, yeah. it, it definitely happens. And I think, you know, I continue to personally be surprised as well, how nice people genuinely are, like, they really <laughs> just want to help. And I think that that's just so human. <laughs>
1: It's true. It's
0: true. Yeah. But if you had your time again, say, you know what you know now today, and you're going to go back to 2019, Lulu Uh and Lacey, (laughs) what would you, what would you tell yourself? Would you tell yourself? No, like, don't do it. Or (laughs)
1: Lulu, cover your ears. (laughs) I would say Lulu's a liar. And this is not going to be a no (laughs) time hobby. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, all jokes aside, it has been extremely rewarding to be able to, you know, build something from scratch. <laughs> it is definitely not a no time hobby. I would tell that my, yeah. to myself. I think one of the benefits that Lulu and I both have is that our family is pretty understanding and supportive. So like our kids are willing to be in pictures. You know, they're excited to see our books. Husbands will help move boxes when asked and needed. <laughs> Pick up some of the slack on certain occasions <laughs> when, when things come up but it definitely has been rewarding but it's definitely been a lot of time and a lot of energy and at times stressful right because we don't know what we're doing we're making it up (laughs) as we go and obviously you make mistakes that you wouldn't have made if you knew what you were doing
0: yeah so but so you would tell yourself to buckle up (laughs) (laughs) put
1: on the helmet cover yourself with
0: bubble wrap and go (laughs) 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 what about you lulu anything you would share that's different yeah, I think I'm very much on the same page as Lacey.
2: I mean, I really had no idea, right? You see your friends and you see people who do it, but they don't tell you, you know? And why Why don't people be honest how hard it can be? Instead, they always put this like glamorous, it's so easy, you know? And it's just like, no, it's not. There's so much, so much to this. And I just feel like as we became small business and, you know, when people start asking us that, that we realize that we need to be truthful and honest with people when they come and ask us and we will be honest it's almost like when i used to ask people and it was not really the exact straight answer then it, i felt like i didn't prepare myself going into what what i asked lacey to join me in you know and Just all of these components added together. But thankfully, we have each other that I have her as my partner. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what I would do with the other half
0: of the business. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'd have no cutouts for your book. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but you know, I I actually interviewed somebody yesterday, and then I was on a networking call the day before, and they were both entrepreneurs, and they're just like, everybody thinks it's so glossy and fabulous, yeah. but it's just hard. Nobody tells you that it's yeah. hard. <laughs> well, you guys, I commend you for powering through it because, like I said, you guys are definitely delivering a product that is very much needed out there. And in closing, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. If you could please tell our listeners how we could find you, you can either have the website, pop it out or just the IG, let, let us know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our website is www.biddybao.com, B-I-T-T-Y-B-A-O.com. And our Instagram is bitty.bau. Um And we also have a Facebook, Biddy Bao Books, and we'd love for you to pop by. We have six books. Available now. We have red envelopes for New Year's. We have some apparel items and gift packs for the little ones and lots of information about Lulu and myself and videos. And and all of our books have audio recordings. I do love that aspect.
0: That is the number one aspect that I love. (laughs) (laughs) It was really a pleasure chatting with you both. And to our listeners, we sincerely hope you check out Bitty Bow and give them a follow they are a wonderful resource to open your children's eyes to another culture even if you're not interested in learning the language earlier this week I forgot to tell you guys I got the most recent Lunar New Year theme drop of your guys' books and I had I didn't get a chance to open them until yesterday and then when I did later on I found my son asleep in, in bed with the dragon boat festival one Aww. so <laughs> he loves it so we, we really love what you guys are doing and we can't wait to see what you guys do next and for our listeners please do not forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts. At Talks, we aim to reflect and empower women on subjects that matter to us most. Community is so important to us. So please be a part of our family and get a sense of how we and other women conquer this world by following us on Instagram at tit underscore talk. And we just also hopped on to TikTok. Not sure we know what we're doing, but you can also find us there uh, at tit underscore talks underscore podcast. Thank you guys for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, my Nicholas.
2: Like to give credit to our husbands without their support on this project, um, it would not be possible. On top of that, we'd like to thank our technical crew, um, music production by Baby Daddy Beats, and graphic design curated by Kano Imamura. And, and also, I'd love to thank all of you guys, co executive producers, all four of us. You know, this is our baby, so thank you guys. Mm-hmm.